0: And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is known in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, uh, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter, but we're a little bit biased. Uh, at times, uh, I'm your host, uh, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at k c s g e S G E. You can follow the show on Twitter. That is at H E F pod. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash H E F pod for all the latest Eintracht Frankfurt news and information all in the English language. So all in one convenient location, don't need to Google translate or anything for that. And of course, you can always uh, hit us up by all those outlets. And of course, on email, that is heyeintrachtfrankford at gmail.com. So we're here normally to talk about the Eintracht in a celebratory fashion, but uh, that is definitely not the case. Um, Here to help me commiserate uh, on Eintracht at the weekend is Matt in New York City. How's the Big Apple?
1: Keep shriveling, Brian. Keep shriveling. I mean, <laughs> this, this is the worst part of the season, you know. It's May. It's going to be one more game for Frankfurt. Season's over. I mean, we're just playing to play a game. You know, it's scheduled. It's there. You know, we're going to play for the sh- badge, play for the fans, play for pride. But, I mean, it's it's a bittersweet, bittersweet – um, bittersweet week for sure i mean no other way to put it actually not bittersweet absolute shit week um absolutely terrible
0: i hear that i hear that man um look folks this uh we've had we've gone if we can get through relegation i think i can stomach matches that make you want to puke but this was pretty rough viewing Um, this is an extreme failure, Brian an extreme
1: failure, I mean, there's no other way to put it, I mean we gathered one point in the last, like two games against teams who are in the bottom, like, 13 right now you know, they were both fighting Mm -hmm. to survival, there is it's it's shameful, honestly, I mean I I want
0: to blame Audi Hutter but it's not just down to him I think there's So There's so much changes that are going on in the background that we've been getting bit by bit over the course of the season that why is it not surprising that we're kind of having a crap game, a crap run at the very end of it? Yeah, I think it, that the Koopner's <laughs> gone. Bobic is gone. They're headed out door. Now granted one of them is re- going into retirement, uh his son I think plays uh for one of the Zvita sides. I think he's going to be playing for Nuremberg is where he's moving. But, I mean, look, he's a guy who wants to enjoy his retirement. His son is a professional footballer. You know, he wants to enjoy that. Bobich, you can't blame the guy for thinking, hey, you know what? I've done an incredible job here. I've restored my reputation because the reputation was absolute dog after the Stuttgart just fiasco, which ended Mm -hmm. up with them being. Since really becoming a yo-yo club, once they finally got relegated, they've been up and down, up and down. And now Adi Hutter is like, you know what? I'm going to Gladback. It might be on the same kind it's the same kind of level as an Eintracht, but the thing is you got a sporting director and the people uh, at the top who basically have all been staying there for what the hell he's been, uh, Max Abel's been there for like 5 10, 15 years, it's kind of a ridiculous amount like he stabilized them after they started becoming just that at Yo-Yo Club, stabilized them got them bit by bit back to where he thought that they should be, you know, the way that the, the Folin were in the 70s and a bit good part of the 80s um, You know, playing for European action, Civil War, and the Bundesliga title. Well, they haven't exactly done the whole Bundesliga title bit exactly as they would have planned, but you know what? Gladback has shown that they are organized, and that's what H- Hutter is like, you know what? I'm, done. I'm getting them as far just... as I think I can get them. And he's I... just piecing out. And the thing is, he did the same at Young Boys, but the thing was, what they got. In the background was the kind of setup that it has allowed Young Boys Burn to win each of the last three Swiss League titles after going over nearly thirty years without a Swiss League title.
1: Yeah. I mean Young Boys Burn is churning coaching talent right at this point. You know, I mean they back to back people. I mean we'll get to that in a sec. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, um shit hit the fan when, you know. Honestly, when Bobic started leaving, I mean, granted, we still beat Dortmund when we heard about the news. I mean, we thrashed Union Berlin uh, five two. But like, once Hunter started saying he was leaving, I think you could tell there was a huge Mm -hmm. like difference within the team. I mean, once we lost to Gladbach, that was obviously gut wrenching, and then when we beat out. Ugh. right when we lo- like blackball that was just like all right that that wasn't a face slap that was really like a dick to slap to the face like come on um <laughs> and then we played Augsburg and then there was a <clears> little, <throat> little bit of hope there because like hey we were winning two nothing like great love it and then leverkusen And then mine.
0: Leverkusen was the (laughs) real moment where you were like, hey, this Uh is a Leverkusen side who can really be had at. And, you know, they had us instead. And it is subsequently
1: turned on us. Alarmstufe Rot was that game right there. Once we lost that game, we should have known from the start, like, crap. We need to figure something out here. I mean, looking back at it, what I would have changed, I wish we went to four in the back and, like, at least, um, had a chance against mites in the counterattack and
0: we uh, had uh, an extra week to prepare for
1: Mainz. I, uh, I know we had That's an extra the worst week. part. I know we had so much time. There's, I, I keep trying to find excuses, but there's literally just no excuse. I mean, literally, it started with Adi just sh- like ending, like telling us he was done, and then once we played Schalke, I mean, you could have, you could have totally, totally tell on the field that Schalke had way more energy on the field. They were actually. They seemed like they wanted the ball more by like they were winning 50s Like it was.
0: Like, They're playing um, they with freedom that they, they you were, know they have not had all season long. They were and playing. Let's be fair. That's a team mostly made up of guys who, the guys who are on the pitch for the most part are the ones who think that they have a legit shot of being a part of the setup next year. Whilst you know their biggest their. People in the background are all just trying to figure out. Okay, how do we get the rest of these morons off of our books?
1: I mean, these guys are Into playing story. for a contract. You know, I mean, most of these young kids. I mean, especially Matthew Hoppy, like Florian Fick. I mean, mm-hmm. these guys are playing for contracts. These are like young guys. Like, yes, they can definitely develop in the second bonus league. But at the same time, why do I make a show? Why not have, treat this like a showcase or something like that? Especially against a team that is champions league potential not anymore clearly not deserving and you know why not put why not put a name on it and you know it worked out you know they literally played with a chip on their shoulder grabbed their nuts and said let's score four goals on these fuckers and look they did they punished us i mean they needed six shots on target and that was it that was literally it we had 25 shots i mean granted most of them were blocked i mean they Played a fairly decent defensive game. I mean, not really. I mean, we got lucky on the Andika goal. I don't know, no one was marking him. Oh, it's yeah. It's you could tell if the morale from the team kind of just fell apart after Gladbach. But then, like I said, that Augsburg game gave us that false hope, and then Bayer Leverkusen just slapped us. Mainz felt like a slap to the face, and this was this was a dagger to the heart. I mean, it it it's. It's it's a shameful end to an incredible season because we were literally looking at February and Frankfurt had three losses to the season. Like that is unheard of. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, this is definitely we should celebrate this. As and I feel like we we were kind of greedy about this. Like we should we should be celebrating that we're going to Europa League after being like tenth last year. But it sucks what it could have been, and we were we literally were tasting it. Like Dortmund was doing nothing. Like, they were losing yeah. left and right. They were either losing or winning games or winning time games and collecting points. And then right. they went on a yeah. streak. And then we kept losing. And now we sit here looking at Europa League at, you know, hopefully another chance at a run at it again like last year. But it's going to be tough with depending who's going to stay, you know. It really is still going to depend who's going to stay.
0: Yeah, we've got plenty of rumors swirling around the club when it comes to that. Need I say more? No, I do not. Um, <laughs> looking back on the kind of setup that the Eintracht did have for this match here, um, well, if we had to put a positive spin, it's, of course, because one man decided to uh, set the new gold scoring record. And here's hoping that he can stay or wants to stay. I mean, hey, maybe... Maybe the coach, the new coach is being brought in, immediately has a sit down with some of those players and convinces them otherwise, you know, kind of like, you know, um, when I mean, I'm using a very American viewpoint, you know, uh, in the NCAA sports level, you know, coaches know the fact that, you know, if they're not making some of their players happy by playing them or in the way that they want to be played. They will transfer from one school to another and you know kind of on how uh, our players will transfer from one club to another and we've seen it done many times before but uh this is where i think getting uh that next coach is so key to be able to go to these players and say Look, I understand that you think that you have done all that you can here, but no, there is more that can be accomplished. You got close to the goal, but I can get you there. I think that's what we need from the next coach to kind of have that kind of belief system. I know that there are persons out there who will listen to this podcast and say, no, I." it's like if they're not here for the long run, you know, like that kind of. You know, wear the bat. You know, where the badge, the crest on your chest, and that is it. I mean, I mean, I look. Think, what's the overall like, <laughs> goal
1: here at this point? I mean, I think winning, again, making Champions League, one way or the other, is you know the promised land at this point. You know, like like winning Bundesliga is like finding a uh, a leprechaun riding a unicorn type of thing at this point at, at Bayern's like <laughs> level, and whatnot. But like. I think Champions League is a very, very realistic goal and a very, very like historical for the club, you know, like um, shout out to, you know, 61 years ago, uh, 61 years ago. us being in the final of the European Cup before it was actually called mm. Champions League. But I mean, like I'm all in. I mean, listen, I think we're going to end up hiring that uh, the, the Dortmund coach in, um, you know, by the end of this week, honestly, because that always happens, you know teams find out who the coaches are before the last um, game. We'll probably find out like that Saturday morning. Um, but I definitely can see us going all in with like all these players. Cause I mean, like I know Andre Silva is going to be a lucrative deal. He's definitely going to be going upwards of pre COVID years, a hundred million. I have no idea what the market's going to be. We always <laughs> have to think about that, you know? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't think Kamada we're going to get rid of, uh, I think he's too young. He's still developing. I think clubs still want to see him develop.
0: Um, Indigo's and then, another one that people God. are circling. God, I mean, yeah. there's a handful of guys who I think um, are on are definitely on their way out. I but think like looking at this
1: th- lineup against Shaka too, this mm-hmm. is a stellar lineup. Like this is this is what we look like on a day to day basis. This was our team of the season, you know. But I mean, mm. like I said, ever since Gladbach that that changed everything ever since Witcher said he was gone it literally changed everything
0: Yeah, and, uh Rolda said as much that you know the change at the top suddenly destabilized things and who would have known that we were so close to the precipice i mean during that run in the fall where we couldn't buy wind to save our lives we were mm-hmm. earning more points per match than we have been earning since uh, the announcement was made Because we got a paltry 4 From 5 One match to go And we have slipped From when the announcement was made We were at the time in 4th And we Have just What was our win streak? Up.
1: When was our last uh, loss since then? A Bremen, besides a Bremen yeah. one, I think before that oh,
0: was the, our, uh, It was the Wolfsburg uh, Match in uh, mid-December right. Right, that was a long, long time like I said, to go unbeaten. Eleven matches to go unbeaten, which I would say the crowning achievement in that was the two-one win over Byron. Just saying, that was oh, that was fun. I uh, love that. Watching those play guys Bayern. just kind of squirm.
1: But um, <sighs> it's a national holiday when we play Bayern, in all honesty. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess we'll wait until next year so we can enjoy it again.
0: And enjoy it with fans in the stands.
1: See, I think that would have made a big difference too if we had fans in the stands. And fuck the German government for not letting any fans in the stands until the end of the season. Like, goddamn it, Union Berlin is getting fans in their stands, which you know is going to give them huge motivation. Basically, as like a test dummy.
0: Yeah, uh, with them in the running, I guess. You know what. I kind of, like, at this point, I'm just glad that, you know, the collapse wasn't so bad that we endangered Europa League. That would (sighs) have been rough. But, hey, look, I am looking at it from the standpoint that this, the way that the league functions in terms of its coaches making moves, you know what? I think this, hey, we're going to sign the coach, but he's not going to take over to the beginning of the season – what we should have done would have been like, uh, you're no longer part of this coaching staff because it's like, are you playing to be here, you know, until the end? No. Bye. Just kick him out the door and put an interim coach in the meantime. Look at what uh, the, one of the men who are in the running to take over for the Eintracht. Right. Edin He led Roosie Dorbin through rough times, got them you know, uh, into the quarterfinals of the champions league. I mean, a little bit more luck. They might've made the semifinals for real. If you watch both matches, they really were in it. Somehow they were really in those. Well, some of those Bundesliga matches, uh, they got their butts kicked, but Hey, you know what? First time that he's ever at the helm full time at a club that he knows and loves. Um, he put out on social media on his, uh, I think it was his Instagram account. Uh, pictures of him going when he was on before he started his uh coaching career at uh Das, if memory serves yeah Besiktas. before he started that he was uh you know kinda hadn't had a job since he was let go of you know his side uh, his side in twenty ten and in twenty twelve he was at Berlin at the cup final that ended up uh Dortmund five Bayern two you know, oh, as wow. a fan, that's how much it meant to him. And, you know, he took over for this club that he loved. And guess what? He navigated them through that and has been able to navigate them, not just to a Pokal win, but to the Champions League. And this is why I think that we should really go for him. But I still would prefer a certain French, uh, a little bit, someone with a little bit more experience. And I can always uh, talk about uh, that coaching uh, person. But, you know what? With, you know, Dortmund announcing then that they were going to be, you know, doing that to Marco Rosa. Uh, It happened to Gladbach, like, right when the sporting director was kind of out doing God only knows what. (laughs) And then he comes back and, you know, says, hey, you know what? We like what's going on at Eintracht. We'll take that. So... That happened to us. And then, you know, Bayern has the same issue with their coaches like, you know what? I'm not happy here. I'm going to leave. So dead man walking. Oh, who do they tap? They tap a certain guy at a certain club run by a certain soda can company. And that soda can company basically kind of <laughs> falls off the edge of a cliff in terms of the results of late. Like, by comparison to the results that they've had so far this season and no. they also lost in the cup final. Talk about Leipzig basically once Nagelsmann was confirmed as the Bayern manager for next season but oh wait he, he's not going to take charge until you know the end of the After, season in the no. light, that undermined, that sporting that from a sporting point of view that totally undermined you know everything that was going on. You don't see that you know you don't see that in American sports. You like you make your firings and you don't hire until it's all over and done with. I yeah, do realize that, 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 that we work differently, but you know you don't see the freaking New York Yankees fire. Uh, I don't even remember who's the. the Matt, help me out here. Who's the Yankees' manager right
1: now? <laughs> Aaron Boone. I mean, there was a there was a time where we're literally about to throw him out like earlier this season. But, no, that's, <laughs> yeah, would that's, that's, that's be definitely like George Steinbrenner basically
0: firing Billy Martin and then hiring. Uh, whoever was coaching the freaking California Angels, then known as that, you know, just saying, hey, uh, we like you, we're gonna hire you, uh, hire you, but we're not gonna bring you in until the end of the season. You know what? The team then would we'll be like, you know what? The guy's gone, the guy's no longer involved with our team, and guess what? We'll still collect that. They could, we could have still collected the fee from Gladbach, but we should have put someone else in charge in the meantime.
1: Yeah, I mean, because look, with with that, because it was a straight up transfer fee. You know, it wasn't like he was running out of contract, like nothing crazy like that. But with that kind of sense, it's not like it's 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 not like it's the same thing with the players, where like, oh, you make a deal with the player. i um, in the middle of the season, with it when it's not open the transfer market, you know that player is going to play until he's contractually um his contract moves over to that other club with managers they don't have the same rules when it comes to that kind of situation and like the transfer is agreed upon yeah fuck yeah send them away like what's the point of having that kind of mentality it's different if you have and i think this is where you're making the comparison between american and um american sports and i guess with the european side of things is like in american sports there's a lot of loyal loyal coaches with like you know, I'm I'm trying to think of like someone who was ready to like retire, everyone who was his last season, and um, you know, that was kind of it. But I mean, probably oh no, I was going to say Joe Girardi, but he coached after the Yankees again. But it's <laughs> it's but you're you're definitely right. I mean, they they definitely should be because there's def- I don't know what the laws are, but you know, if we're making a transfer fee to our coach, send him away. Like especially if it agreed upon. Every, all parties agreed upon, like, send him away. Let's have the assistant coach do it. Or we could have brought in someone interim to help finish the job because Dortmund did Freedom that.
0: Funkel they- would have been great to ah! be brought in just to kind of be like, all right, boys, I just got to motivate you through the rest of what's left. And you know what? He's actually done not too bad at Coon. Just saying.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, mean, they're on the precipice I, I of like his... survival
0: because they have Schalke next, whilst Vertibram is likely to go down. I mean, Cologne. I, I, I mean, yeah, uh, that's an extreme uh, uh, example, but I mean, why not I'm, bring the old coach back?
1: You know, I, I, I guess. I mean, I mean, he didn't do a great job with Dostoff, you know, and I, he didn't really do that great of a job with us. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, I wish we just had someone kind of taking, like, the holes. I mean, at first I thought maybe not, like, maybe there would have been, like, some, like, rah-rah energy. But like, hey, like, this is going to be a final ride for us. Let's do it for the fans. And I think if we had fans in the stands against, you know, Mainz and Schalke would have been a completely different story because at that point it's like, you know, fuck Freddie Bobich. Fuck Adi Hutta. <laughs> it's for these, like, 50,000 people staring at us right now and screaming through the masks, you know, or whatever the goddamn guidelines are going to be. But, like... Uh, it's 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 so rough. A kick in the nuts. It's it's a kick in the nuts with a dick slap to the face and getting waterboarded at the same time. It's it's you know we 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 tasted the promised land. We were in that position for so long. We were literally sitting in a Champions League position and then for we so pants. long, and then we skipped a beat. We tripped. We had someone speak up. We had two headed people speak up. And then you know that was kind of it, especially in the pandemic year. Like, I get it that the Euros are around, and you kind of have to play like ahead of the game because everyone's going to be busy during the Euros, and the transfer market's going to be ridiculous. But come on, man! Like, we're, what's better? Would you rather be somewhere else and you know just be that you know just be as someone else at somewhere else, or you know imprint your name? in frankfurt history as being you know the first team to make it to the champions league with you know with this this club you know like what's the difference between you know making kind of a name somewhere else and then etching your name in a great city and a great club like frankfurt it's exactly completely 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 unbiased by the way
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're nothing but unbiased here so um all right well kind of have uh our own podcast to kind of wrap up the entire season uh you know after our our freiburg match but fifth place you know start of the season matt i think i pretty much would have bitten your hand off knowing that hey finishing in fifth that's a great achievement that means uh you know that continues to keep our average league finish from the last five years you know this is the highest we've finished like in like for some of our memories I mean like I wasn't even an Eintracht fan the last time that Eintracht finished at this and we are going to be finishing on the most points of all time Uh, Andre Silva now has the single season goal scoring record that's an awesome record to take There's so many things to take pride in. You know, we're going to be playing in Europe for the third time in four years. Not since the great run of the 90s have we been in that sort of position. And it really kind of makes you wonder. Yeah, sure. You can wonder, you know, what if XYZ happened? Well, you know what? Well, (laughs) we're just going to have to deal with uh, the fact that, you know, we are close. But the thing is, we look compared to other teams in the Bundesliga to be a, a surefire club for that. Someone can say, yeah, I want to play at Eintracht Frankfurt. I see the fans and they play in Europe. That is what I want to do. Not just, you know, be a part of a team that's in the league. You know, you if you had Eintracht uh, Stuttgart versus uh, Frankfurt, you would... Say to yourself, hey, these are two clubs who've got a lot of history, got a lot of fans, but one's been playing in uh, European in the European competition. The other has kind of been bouncing back and forth between the leagues. So which one they're going to go with? They're going to go with Eintracht. And I think this will continue to help us recruit players that can get uh, that can continue to get keep us in the upper quarter of the Bundesliga. The, well, I mean, really just the upper third of the Bundesliga. Yeah, top set is what I'm thinking. That, <laughs> that, yeah, we, since. Um, since literally since, since 20... our relegation survival with Adi, with uh, Nico Kovac, you know, 11th has been the lowest that we've finished. We, when we did that, then 16, 17, 11th, made the final not exactly the world's greatest team. I mean, shoot, our highest goal score was still in the single digits with Marco Fabian at seven goals. Not exactly uh, lighting Whoa. the world fire. And then it, well, Alex Meyer was hurt for a lot of that season. Then, you know, goals. twenty-eight, the magic of 2018 happened. We finished in eighth place just missing out on, you know, that final slot that would mean European qualifications. So we just went for it. Uh, we only had Alea on nine, so not exactly uh, having the world being lit on fire. We took our chance, like uh, <laughs> that yeah, episode of This Allaire Is Asensi. Football, on, <laughs> on, and then we won the Pokal, But we've been constantly getting better and better and better. Sixteenth, eleventh, eighth, seventh. Then we did we take a step back with ninth? Yes. Now I put it all down. COVID. Doing that huge interruption that threw everything off, and it was a complete crapshoot after that. It's a shame that we already had played, um, and lost our first uh, the first leg of the round of sixteen match, you know, in the Europa League. Because if it would have been a one off, you know, just one again mono y mono, I honestly think we would have taken balls on. Then we would have been able, to... May- hey, maybe yeah. we would have made a second consecutive semifinal, if not made the final, or even won it. Who knows? COVID really screwed up that many things. And in case anyone's wondering, it's like, why are you going back to that one? It's like because that was the first match that was played behind closed doors, and some of the team was like, uh, "What?" It yeah. was totally. It totally caught them off guard, and Basel took advantage of that. And you know, we didn't proceed, and now finishing fifth in the Bundesliga the highest uh place since the early 90s when we had some really really great teams Ococha, Yaboa, uh Gaudinho were all part of uh those teams I mean those are some heavy heavy hitters that we had back in the day and you know what they you know multiple third th- uh, third place finishes that now will be at the champions league. It's a shame that we uh weren't able to finish uh there. But I mean, that I being mean said is said this it, season a success? Is yes. this season overall a success? I think
1: so. I mean I think you just kind of put it all in a nutshell. I mean, top five, it's been the highest um, you know, place that we've finished, I mean, ever in my in my lifetime but as a Frankfurt fan. I mean we grew up having them be an elevator club, bouncing between the second Bundesliga and the first Bundesliga. But I mean, um, yeah, I think it is a success because hey, we tasted Champions League. You know, we 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 got a taste of it. We well, I don't know if we got a taste of it. I would consider qual- Champions League qualifications a taste of Champions League. But you know, we were we were right there. You know, we have we had three losses when we were going into April. You know, we were best Bundesliga team for a minute in the second in the um, you know the second round of the league or second half of the league I mean we have scored 66 goals second most in the Bundesliga right now we it's it, it, it's I'm trying to find more words to like try to hype this up a little bit more and try to be <laughs> exciting about it, but it's still too fresh. I think after Freiburg where we have an outlook for, you know, what's going to happen in the summer for next season, I'll definitely be more excited about it. But it's like, in like insert a verbal meme here. Like imagine me crying like tears in my eyes, but I have like a happy mask in front of my face right now. That's kind of how I feel about it. Like I'm fake happy, but I'm still crying. Um, I hear you. It's it's I mean, look, we also broke another record with Andre Silva, you know, and we could break another record with them after, uh, you know, selling him for a shit ton of money and <laughs> see what we can do with that. So, yeah. um you know, like I said, we grew up with them being an elevated club, moving from up and up and down between the second Bundesliga and the first Bundesliga. Now they've been consistently finishing the top 10 for the past four or five years. I think it's it i think next year is definitely definitely going to be tough um in terms of you know i mean it really depends how the summer is going to work out but you know it looks like we're kind of hope building a more solid foundation at this point with all the youngsters that we're signing and whatnot but i mean um look second most goals in the in the bundesliga we scored 66 goals i would have never imagined frankfurt scoring 66 goals. I mean, I'm not going to look at the 52 goals that we, you know, let in. But, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a different right?
0: go- I mean, there, I very mean, few other teams in the league have that, that many. Much.
1: I mean, if BNFL has um, let in 52 goals and they're sitting in 15th place, like, that's kind of a defense we've had. we have, have. We have a relegation side kind of defense at this point. But, yeah. besides the point, besides that, our offense definitely held it Clutch
0: but oh, hey, it, I, at least we got a new left back coming in. <laughs> we got a right winger coming in and uh a few other players are gonna be coming in. So uh that's gonna wrap it up for segment wait, one. Did you do think it was go- a success? Oh I oh getting back to the success or not, I think fifth place is an even better step because we made your Euro- we made Europa League based on our league performance. And we don't have to go through 15 rounds of qualification going to Liechtenstein, going to Estonia, (laughs) going to – I mean, then having to go up against a league on side, you know. I mean, that that was a lot for the squad last season to have to go through just to make the Europa League group phase. And, hey, we earned it via our league performance. And to me – that's uh that's better than how we've earned it previously because how did we get to, you know, Europe League or the UEFA Cup? You know, uh, the oh six oh seven. Um, that was because we finished uh, as runners up at the Polka, but that was before they made uh, that slot then go to uh, the. You know, the next person, the next team in the league. And before that, it was us finishing in sixth. And then we had to still go through a round of qualification. And then winning the Pokal, we finally got to go in just at the group phase and hey, get the money right up front. You know, Uh, having that right there, uh, that allows the new coach to uh, correctly plan. And uh, yeah, some players will be off doing stuff in uh, the Euros, but uh, you know what? Next season, I'm really excited for it because there's all sorts of things that can go wrong in the Bundesliga at all these other clubs. I so think nervous. if we have the right, if we have the right coach, shoot, maybe we just make a run all the way into the Europa League uh, final. I would not say that it is out of the realms of possibility at which I will now say who is already qualified for the Europa League and none of these teams scare me. Uh, It's Leverkusen with us from Germany. Um, Leicester City, who recently won the FA Cup title in England. Um, The...
1: They still they, may make Champions uh, one, League, by the way. That's still not confirmed.
0: They can still... Yeah, that is true. They can still make Champions League, so we might not see them. Uh, Lazio from Italy. Well, we've already beat them twice in the group phase before. We not can worried. do it again. Uh, Braga uh, from Portugal. Not worried. Not worried. Locomoto, Moscow. I'm not only worried. worried if we have to go there in December, because that is brutal. But anyways, not worried. Fenerbahce... Might be tricky. Might.
1: Going there, for sure.
0: Might. And that, that's a team that still has to go through qualifications. And the other teams, I mean, if anyone's ever heard of Azad Alkmar, good on you. Or Genk. I mean, good Gang's on you. Genk's a
1: Champions League team.
0: Uh, they have been Uh, I guess it was a couple years ago Um, and then a couple teams that I've only vaguely ever heard of and a Ukrainian side who I'm not even going to try and pronounce anyways uh, (laughs) that will all take shape over the upcoming you know weeks and months but I am looking at this and already saying hey you know what (laughs) or not in the quarterfinals, I'll be pissed off. <laughs> but, it's another opportunity you know for a
1: cup. It's another opportunity the, for a cup. You
0: know what? Uh, in three days' time, as we record this on uh, May the 18th, it's only three days away until we hit the 41st anniversary of uh, winning leg two to win uh, the 1980 UEFA Cup. You know? Oh. It's uh it'd be nice to have a sec uh have a twin trophy. Just <laughs> <It> would. <laughs> just saying. saying. Alright, it's time for us to break up this podcast with hashtag what are we drinking. Matt, what do you got for us?
1: I am drinking a local beer around me. It is by Industrial Arts Brewing Company in Brooklyn, New York, or Queens. Sorry if I botched that. I don't know one of the two, but I'm nervous. But I mean <laughs> it's a it's it's a wrench, it's a wrench, um um, Indian Pale Ale, Northeast, I mean it's lush and tropical, very, very zesty, 7one percenter, probably my favorite one. Um, mm-hmm. Trader Joe's sells this out, shout out Trader Joe's. Um, German brothers run that company and um, the, the fun fact, I don't know if maybe people know this, but the brothers of Aldi, because Aldi North and Aldi South is the popular German supermarket and they own Trader Joe's, mm-hmm. learned that recently. so. Little bit of German there. Not really that it matters, <laughs> but yeah. Industrial Arts Brewing Company, baby. Brooklyn, New York, or Queens. New York, New York, baby. Whatever. There you go. <laughs>
0: There you go. And I am still on my new Belgian kick. Uh, I got the Wild Ride uh, IPA, which is uh, a special release, celebrating their 30th anniversary, brewing out uh, in Fort Collins, Colorado. Been there once before, and boy, it was a nice place.
1: You like the hazies?
0: mm Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed, I do. What about sours or stouts? It's a... I'm... Sometimes I just, it hurts when you find a brewing company that you like so much and you realize they're not, they're just not down the street like I do have with my own Kansas City beer company, which has been seen on our hashtag, what are we drinking thread on Discord. If you don't join our Discord thread, please do so. We will, we continuously tweet that out. So um, that's wrapping up for segment one. We'll be back in a jiffy with segment two of the podcast. So stay with. We're back segment two, Brian and Matt discussing all things Eintracht. Um, yeah, so here's our time where we uh, usually talk about the Frauen. Um, so we're well, I guess it's uh, nearly a nearly week and a half away until the Frauen go to the Pokal Finale, and they got Bayern uh, coming up and uh, did not have the best uh, matches at the weekend, uh, losing to Potsdam 2 to 1. Um, we already kind of knew that they weren't going to be qualifying, uh, making a real push for qualification to the Champions League. You know, the fall kind of kicking them in the teeth, losing a lot of matches that they shouldn't have, drawing a few matches that they shouldn't have. You know, the team just missed out on qualifications very, very early on as the that competition is now expanding. And uh yeah feeling for the girls, but Hey, you know what? Uh, Fry gang got another goal. So good on her fingers crossed that, uh, she might be able to still secure, uh, that title, but you know, it, I mean, it's still a tall order, especially when you have, you know, you got Wolfsburg still left and Byron still left on the schedule. I mean, if they can finish in sixth, that will be nice. Uh, currently sitting there, um, Three point gap between ourselves and Freiburg, who are um, the two quite games goes different. One Game difference. against Bayern yeah. is going
1: to be a tall order yep. for sure.
0: It's a tall order. Yeah, the second match, as Matt alluded to, the Dejepi Pok- frauen pokal final. <sighs> That's going to be. It's going to be a silly tall order. But hey, you know what? If the team can get, you know, firing at the right time in that match get a goal early and then hold on for dear life maybe nab a second goal as uh, Wolfsburg is pushing and pushing and pushing who knows maybe uh we'll be celebrating the Frauen winning the Pokal wouldn't crazy that things happen be in berlin nice. yep crazy i no no, no. so the so the uh, it's kind of weird uh it's actually in cologne so for um oh, i yeah. guess with the the Frauen Pokal uh this is uh, it's been at the uh, Ryan Eneke Stadion since 2010 it has been hosting uh, the final there. Uh, apparently before that, uh, I'd have to kind of look in here real quick, trying to find out where the finals have been before that, but right mostly the, Olymp- the Berlin Olympic Stadium. So um, before oh. that, though, um, with the move to Cologne, you know, if you know, you were able to have the full amount of fans be in the stadium. I think that would have been, that would, you know, I think that there will be quite a few Eintracht fans who would be like, you no know one, screw this. We're going to clump. Let's uh, enjoy this. And Hey, maybe just maybe Eintracht pulls this one out. Cause this is the seventh consecutive uh, final that Wolfsburg will have made and they've won all their last six. So <laughs> I mean, this is like there's a club that just wins the that just wins the cup. Hey Brian, i like a been seeing Fly
1: fly a night before cuz that's what this yep. game's going to be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Any <Anyhoos>, uh <laughs> There's uh, some other stuff that has been in the weeds, Matt. Uh, some players exiting um, Inter Milan. You know, they only wow. told their players after they won the Scadetto that, hey, uh, over the summer, you're not going to get paid. Uh, which is yeah. kind of hilarious that uh, now that uh, Kostic is, you know, high on their um, high on their want list for the next season. Uh, I mean, I can totally understand why they'd want Kostich. Uh, Costage because he 's a phenomenal player, I just kind of wondering, I understand that Costage has wanted to kind of you know hey i 've done really great here i don 't know how much more I can do. And perhaps looking abroad, and many from his neck of the woods do look specifically towards Italy, uh, uh, across the Adriatic Sea. It's a very enticing project from, uh, those of the former uh, Republic of Yugoslavia. Uh, look over there for, and become really outstanding stars. You know, history has proven that time and time again that that is the breeding ground where guys like him. Um, just just are drawn to play in. And so, I understand why he'd be drawn to Inter Milan, the reigning champions of Italy, but I gotta look at him and be like, dude, I don't think they can afford you. I don't think that they <laughs> can give you the money that you're getting as a salary from Eintracht right now. If they're having to ask the guys, hey, uh, everyone, go without pay for two months. You know, just straight up. Right. No, no pay. That's kind of banana lands, and that team is full of guys who are well over, are on the other side of 30. They went hell pent for leather for the Italian title, which was really interesting, the way that they kind of ran the squad this year, but they got so many guys that are too old to offload. They're like a smaller version of Barcelona needing to offload guys to, you know, survive, and yet, you know, no takers.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, Kostic is 28 right now. I mean, he's in his prime, but he's definitely towards the end of his prime at this point. Um, maybe he's even stretching and calling his prime. But I mean, it's. I guess it's kind of expected. Maybe that's why we ended up signing this, you know, the 17 Wonder Kid from. Valencia's U squad. Um. Yeah, Fa- Fabio
0: Blanco. I was mm, about to yeah. get to him. This kid, exciting, exciting. Some of the YouTube clips are just mesmerizing. You know, he's already been capped at the U sixteen side. Now, some people are wondering, hey, why wouldn't he want to go to a Barcelona or a Madrid? You know what? It's because well, one, despite the fact that Valencia is a you know a famous uh, you know Spanish club, Two, uh, yeah. the thing is. Like, it's basically a box of cats that just keeps on being shaken, and occasionally someone's able to get out, and absolutely, it's absolutely a zoo there. No. there. There's so many things wrong in that club. I could, uh, from what I've heard and read, it's. Um, it, oh, It's like if Byron – it's what would happen if Byron suddenly found out that they could – if Byron started to no longer win. Those guys would be ripping – be at each other's throats if they were like in a mid-table position. Like it would be a bunch of ravenous wolves, everyone fighting for their own side. It would be utter chaos. That basically is what Valencia is like uh, and (laughs) has been for quite a few years. And the kid's like, I ain't doing that. Do I want to go to Barcelona? oh, I could be just another guy there. You know, I'd like prodigy. to actually play. I think also the fact that, you know, there's no guarantee uh, in Barcelona that he'd be able to punch through. They would look at Catalonian uh, boys first to be tapped for the first team before him,
1: you seven. know,
0: and there's another, there's a few uh, kind of, Sharp guys who are ahead of him in the pecking order when it comes to the first day and so I mean, here's the thing and, we're not
1: going to see Fabio freaking play for like another year or two, you know? And it's an interesting trend that we're going with, you know? Like, we have, you know, last year we could brought in Ragnar Ache, we brought him Edu Hustic, you know, now we got this Turkish Akman kid, now we're getting this Fabio Blanco kid. So, yeah, wild. I don't know why we're hyping him so much, up. like hyping him up so much. That's because it's. It's a weird young trend that the social media is trying to like hype up in a little bit, but like mm-hmm. we're not seeing these kids play for another couple of years. And if we are seeing them play next year, we may be in serious trouble. I mean, I think Anyhousic is could be a starter honestly next year. I mean, he's he's proved himself these past couple of games he's played. In my opinion, um, but besides the True. fact, Fabio Blanco, we're not going to
0: see in a couple of years. Mm, um, I think I think due to. You think he's going to side of the pitch? I think due start. to that side of the pitch that he will see playing time because who do you have on that side that he can play in the wing? I'm thinking of him in the wing back winger role. You know, if you want Eric to put Durham, him push him further up, Timothy he's got Chandler. a lot of competition, but he can play in the wing back role. Uh, Durham, you know, he's good, he's serviceable. I still prefer Touré, but you know, we do, we uh, have honey. no idea how he's going to be like. Uh, when he returns from his injury because that was pretty nasty. And as much as I love DaCosta. Chandler, he's heading uh, – Oh, yeah, I, I still look at the guys who are at Mainz are probably going to be sealed up by them because each one of those guys has proven their salt at Mainz. So I don't think that Costa or Cool will be part- – well, I mean, they're going to want to stay at Mites, in my opinion.
1: I, I, I don't know. I, I think don't, they'd I rather play them. Europa League rather than, <laughs> especially with all the people that are leaving at Frankfurt at this point. Mm. I mean, our midfield's going to be kind of old. I mean, it, I mean, our starter's going to be so, and Kamada predominantly. I mean, it's going to be a rotation between Rode and Hasebe, who are both over 30. You know, yeah. I think Dominicore, who's twenty nine, twenty eight, one of those, cool. something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I can totally see Domicor, um coming back. Maybe not that Costa as much because of how much um, depth we have on the wing side of things. But if Costa hey, you know, next coach you know, might
0: say the next coach might say, hey, you know, unless unless Mines steps up and says, all right. We're safe. We would like to keep these guys. I don't see. uh, I think the next coach, likely, we still think, and we think that he will give those guys at least a chance to prove themselves. There's only a handful of people who are properly headed out the door, like Jetro Williams. (sighs) That guy is been uninterested in being a part of this team for a long time. We know it that sucks. Jovic will not oh. be going, sticking around. We know that Schubert as the backup will not be sticking around. Um, I'm interested I mean,
1: in Jovic's situation though. I wonder if we sell Andre um, Silva. So to keep Jovic? Yeah. like I wonder if something where going to happen with that because I mean you know Portuguese player obviously if Real Madrid comes coming calling you know you're not going to say no. So I wonder if Frankfurt can finagle some sort of, like, deal between Jovic and um, Andre Silva, which would be very interesting. I also want to see if... um,
0: You wonder uh, about Paciencia when he returns, like, what condition is he going to be in? Will he, you know, I mean, he's had so much time off due to injuries, like, where, what position, what... If Kostic still is, plays,
1: what, then he's in favor well, because Kostic will yeah. keep costing the ball to him. You know, Yovlitch is certain. coming back.
0: He has been doing extremely well in the Austri Austrian Austria Bundesliga, uh, playing yeah. for Wolfsburger. He needs you know, you got a. Uh, is he gonna? I mean, I'd like to, I'd like him to he needs get that you know. to be experience. Yeah, yeah, and then you got you know Aliakman. I mean. Striker, we're looking pretty heavy. Um,
1: well, this French guy we're getting from Nantes,
0: um, yeah, I was about to get there, yep. Uh, uh, I'm really excited uh, about the possibilities of signing him. And, uh, yeah, look, he's got eight goals, eight assists in this league all season. no has, you know, been able to pull their butts up. You know, he grabbed uh, the game-winning goal uh, against PSG in March, which got people really jazzed. But, I mean, this uh, Randal Kolomani, this guy has openly said he is very interested in moving to Eintracht. Now, are there other teams interested in him? Yes, but he probably is looking over at the likes of Watford and Southampton and being like, hmm, do I really want to be a tar- uh, part of, you know, um, transfer target uh, transfer target like 15 for these English clubs? Oh, what well, why would you? <laughs> yeah, I and mean, we've dude, talked this about a lot of players, uh, but, you know, we still got one match e. Sip, left, I said
1: right? holler 2.0, you know, this Kolo Moani, how yeah. I see it. Tall French striker, you know, he's going to oh. hold off the ball and be do really, really well in our system. Um, again, depending on the coach. Depending on transfer, which you know worked well with Holland, so should be working well with this guy as well if he moves with us. Um, obviously, because I think his yeah I'm looking at his release clause right now; it's around twelve million right now in euros. Oof.
0: But uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a, okay. that's a tough pill to swallow. But hey, you know what? Kind of like you mentioned, if the Union uh, Berlin is allowed to have two thousand fans, I think that the Eintracht should be allowed to have. 51,000 fans come August when we get back to the Bundesliga. But um, the Bundesliga is what we return to one last time. Eintracht, Freiburg. Um, If anyone was not aware, uh, when they played uh, Bayern, they actually looked not too bad, but I think that's mostly because Bayern's just kind of on cruise control. You know, the season done, the title's won, all there is to do is basically just feed Lewandowski and uh, Freiburg fought back in the final match at the uh, the Stadion which is really sad because it's a lovely old old score ground and probably why like all these years Freiburg has been able to stay up in the Bundesliga all these
1: years. Yeah, that's so an interesting that, prediction right there, Brian. That's a bold prediction for sure.
0: Yeah, but the thing is I look at this and I'm like you know what this has got draw written all over it now here's why i think both teams are just gonna be like look freiburg just plays open and i think the eintracht guys will be like you know what it's not like there's any it's not like we can screw anything up now so they're just gonna (laughs) go for it and you know what we can i mean can we win oh definitely can we lose oh definitely i just think that uh i'm playing it safe and saying that uh goal fest a 2-2 two, two draw is the likely result uh for eintracht and Freiburg. and in case anyone was wondering what the mo- what the result was uh in the earlier part of the season in case oh, they forgot man. it was that two, two 2-2 draw <laughs> Yeah.
1: i mean I, this, this game should be i guess a celebration towards you know what a what a Crazy season it's been with you know with everything going on in terms of pandemic and whatnot. You know, thankful that Frankfurt hadn't had any coronavirus cases that we know Thank of. God. Um, you know, we haven't I mean, had any crazy. It was, what, crazy the, unis? It was
0: yeah. the one unis uh, instance, and that's been it. That's we've really been, been lucky, and those of the teams yeah. have really gotten bitten in the ass.
1: Right, and I mean, you know, we have had never had any scheduling conflicts. Um, I mean, I think it's definitely going to be a game to, you know, just celebrate the end of the season. I mean, it's going to be – it's going to suck it just because, you know, we could be – this could be a game for – like this could have been a game that meant something, you know. This could have been a game for potential Champions League. Like, hey, like this would be worth the 90 minutes of running around and kicking the ball and putting in the net. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to sit in fifth. We're going to – we're looking at a Europa League spot. I mean, it's going to definitely be a super super busy summer for us, which is going to be exciting, you know. Um, we'll need you know, all the it,
0: matches for all those players that we're going to have. <laughs> exactly,
1: and I mean, you know, we have we're going to have international representation of the club during the Euros, which is also super exciting. Barely have had any of that, and it looks like Kevin Trapp has been to probably the uh, second keeper to Germany now with Ter Stegen, um calling himself out. So, I mean. Yeah, I mean, if I were to put a prediction on this, I think it's going to be Frankfurt at home. We're going to stay undefeated. I don't think we're going to lose, and just to keep it interesting, Brian, I'm not going to say we're going to tie. Undefeated
0: home campaign. That's pretty awesome.
1: That's oh. awesome, too. Yeah, I mean, we're historically super strong at home, and I mean, I'm glad we're able to stay undefeated at home, and hopefully we can carry that into next season, but I think we're going to win, like, 3 nothing in this game just because – I feel like, you know, we should, we could have, we probably will play our best game ever of the season besides the Bayern game against Freiburg. <laughs> and I wish we could have had all that energy when we played fucking Gladbach. <laughs> But you know what? It's just gonna come at this game. I feel like we're gonna see like three Roboto goals and like, I don't even know, <laughs> bicycle kicks and who fucking you know, Alice scored a goal for Liverpool last week. Why not Kevin Trapp? Because it looked why not, you know? So I think Franklin's gonna win three nothing. Um and that's I'm just gonna sit it at that.
0: <laughs> well, here's hoping that um we let some other players um kind of do allow a little bit of Ooh, you know yes uh,
1: if who's better start i want to see who's yeah. start and i'll see him play that but it's because i think that boy can shine that kangaroo can bounce
0: <laughs> i like that idea <laughs> i like that idea a lot all right that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of hey eintracht frankfurt i'd like to thank matt for joining me here matt where can we find you in the social media landscape of the world
1: twitter you can find me at wag i am eight m eight underscore and then on um, instagram you can find me at wagner eight underscore
0: and you can find me on twitter at kcsge you can find the show on twitter that is at pod. Facebook.com slash H-E-F pod. Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt at gmail.com. You can find our podcast on basically all your normal podcast platforms. You know, SoundCloud, Spotify, you know, uh, Apple Podcasts, the whole lot. You can find us here, there, and everywhere. And, uh, yeah. subscribe to us if you know of an eintracht fan who has not yet been introduced to us uh let them know that that we are the home of the eintracht in english and we're just we're here to facilitate the love that we all have for the eintracht you know in the good times and the bad
1: look we we celebrate together and we cry together
0: and that's that's
1: the best part of a frankfurt fan right there
0: Exactly. And that's going to wrap it up. This episode, 175. I'd like to thank Matt again uh, for joining the podcast. I'd like to thank you, the listener, for having to listen in. Uh, in the meantime, uh, take care of one another, stay safe, and until next time. juice.